Hello there. I'm sitting here with Mariana Salinas, uh, or also called Mariana Harpret. She will uh, explain us a bit more about her name shortly. And she is an amazing Kundalina, Kundalini <laughs> yoga instructor, craniosacral therapist. And she's going deep into family constellations and creative writing. She is just an amazing facilitator, person in service. That is also the founder of Sadana Works. It's a very popular yoga studio right here in the center of Palma, Mallorca. And I have very great honor to speak to you today. Besides, we are both uh, Mexicanas, Mexicanas. Power, Latin power. <laughs> Latin power. And yeah, so thank you for sitting with me today to have this conversation. So would you tell us a bit about yourself, about your work? We want to know everything about you. Sure. Uh, well, first of all, I'm very, very grateful to you for giving me this space to share my passion and to share a little bit of what a Mexican is doing in Mallorca and, you know, developing all these healing experiences and this brand called Sadhana Works. And when I, when you hear me, when I hear you introduce myself, it's like I can really go back to how all the things I offer now to clients, it's really the result of my own experience. Like, why do I do family constellations? Well, it really became a very important tool to heal my own process, you know, like my whole family system. Why do I do craniosacral? It's because it's really the only therapy, physical body therapy that helped me get rid of migraines. You know, like you suffer from migraines. I used to suffer a lot mm -hmm. from migraines when I was a teenager. It started and then it really took me like a long time until I found craniosacral. And then I committed to craniosacral as a patient. And when I saw after two years of going the deep, deep changes in my body and really took away the migraines, that was like the the most, let's say, evident but really what it did in terms of how I related to my body and my subconscious mind in the body, then I said, this is something I also want to train myself in. So I would say like the first part of my whole life, it was between healing myself and learning to heal, healing myself as I learned to, you know, put all these tools together to then create this new system that I have created where I put family constellations, kundalini yoga that I learned when my mom became one of the first kundalini yoga teachers in Mexico mm. back in the 80s. Wow, tell me about it. Oh I'm curious. Gosh, <laughs> that was the weirdest and funniest thing in the world because imagine in the 80s, Mexico was still, you know, like a pretty conservative place, Mexico City. And there was my mom with her turban all in white picking me up from school. I was like, oh, no, please, no. <laughs> and I swore I was never going to wear that turban. And I swore I was never going to do that weird thing of breath of fire. <laughs> and then here I am, right? Like I'm 45 years old now and I'm teaching Kundalini Yoga on a daily basis. And, and I re I'm very grateful. Now. It sounds like a transformation in you to come to that acceptance of your roots and what's inside of you. Absolutely. I think not only that, I really, now I really can see the gift 
that I was given as a kid when, when all these seeds were planted in my soul. Mm -hmm. So when the moment came that I needed to kind of explode those seeds, mm -hmm. they, were, they, were, they were there to support me, to support, again, my, whole, my own healing process, my own transformational process. Like, for me, Kundalini Yoga is the fastest way to change yourself. Mm -hmm. That I, I mean, I studied, I have two master's degrees in psychotherapy. I have a PhD in, in the relationship between language and the construction of identity. So I'm PhD in literature, two master's degrees in psychotherapy. I studied family constellation. I studied craniosacral, like it's a lot. And still I can tell you Kundalini is the fastest. You wow. don't have to go through the whole five years of PhD. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. And actually I did have the pleasure to take one of your classes, your Kundalini classes at the Starseeds Farm, yes. at the Crystal Room, which was so powerful. It was uh, around 10 women mm -hmm. and we all completely surrendered. You really have this beauty to uh, softly integrate us and integrate trust as well into the mm. practice and to really let go it was started quite soft and then at one point it escalated into really just screaming mm. you know in a sense uh, hitting the floor yeah. and then things just got heat up and people was releasing and I'm mean, how would you explain how did that happen well first of all it was because we were in that amazing place the farm has a very per peculiar energy that really invites to go into deep processes very fast. I think Mallorca has that gift to it. Like if you come to this island and you're looking for healing and you're looking for consciousness and you're true, like you're really looking for that, the island will give you like that energy very fast, very kind of, it's there if you're honest. Then, of course, it was your birthday. That was also very special because it was we were celebrating your life and that also brings certain kind of energy. But I, I think that was a very, that's a specific kriya that we use in Kundalini Yoga called becoming like angels. Mm, that and makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense, right? We were all there. Um, in order to become an angel, you really have to go through the, your most human kind of um, experience. And sometimes that is allowing yourself to express your deep emotions in a way that society most of the time never allow us to do, especially as women. I think there's like even a subconscious kind of pattern where a woman that it's shouting or it's expressing anger, anger is crazy. You know, it's always like that. You see, you see men expressing anger. I mean, in the collective, you see war, you see destruction. Like it's pretty much out there in this, in the collective that men express anger. But I think when it comes to women, it's always like if a woman comes with her anger or her aggression, she's crazy. And then we have like these amazing goddesses like Kali or in our Mexican culture, you know, uh, this this woman that it's very much like giving birth has to always be connected to be able to to die it's like how you mm. and and i think when women connect to that capacity of creating and destroying when it's necessary you become very powerful that's why i think we were caught out from that power of wow that yeah. makes sense and 
and you entered the place and you observed all of us and then right away you knew what was gonna how were you gonna guide the practice but I can imagine that with every person that you encounter or groups is different or yes I, every group has its own particular energy and I think you were all ready to have a deep experience right away because you've been working before probably if that was our first day of working together I would have done more heart opening kind of kriya or more going to the physical body so you can really you know work with the breath with the movement and then you're willing to go more deep into the uh, releasing of emotions but from my background you can see that my passion is really working with what's not evident like what's the subconscious what what are we not allowing ourselves to be said So when I bring, put together family constellations, kundalini yoga, craniosacral, and creative writing, that's, those are the four kind of pillars of my inner mm -hmm. reset system. I just would like to understand just a bit uh, all those terms, because I do understand a bit more uh, sacred, craniosacral, yeah, because I already had a few sessions when I was in Sayulita, Mexico, oh, and yeah. It really, uh, I feel it really reprogrammed something in me. Yeah. And it was very, very powerful. I felt I was born again. Wow. And, uh, it, but I don't know, I don't understand how, how what kind of techniques are you using? Because, um, yeah, Rebecca is the woman that was giving yeah. me the, the service. And she, I was laying on a bed and then she put her, both of her hands in my, in my head. Yeah. And then she was slowly moving and touching around exactly. and right so how, yeah. how would you, you do it the same way I can imagine yeah exactly it's uh, craniosacral therapy comes from the osteopathy like it's very much in the body it's very physical kind of work you know it's not so much like Reiki where you only work in the energetic body This really works with your physical body, but it works with a very subtle part of your body that it's the craniosacral system mm -hmm. that goes cranial mm -hmm. and sacrum. That's the, the bone at the base of the spine. So basically with what you're working is the spinal cord and the mm -hmm. cerebrospinal fluid. So what goes inside the spinal cord, that cerebrospinal fluid, contains a lot of your genoma, a lot of your let's say, information, but also is uh, the fluid that will nurture your whole nervous system. So as craniosacral therapists, what we do is we start to tap on where are more restrictions in that cord, spinal cord, all the way to the main brains in the head. And we really allow the body to tell us. Like Rebecca sounded like she was doing it just right, like really following that movement from inside Instead of me coming and trying to fix you, mm -hmm. we don't do that. It's like we hold the body, we tap into that system, and we start to kind of listen with the hands. Where is it that this person wants to go? And then we allow that to happen, and your body knows 100 million times more than my hands and myself mm -hmm. and even your conscious. Your body knows everything about you that you don't even know about you. Yeah. So wow. it's tapping into that information and allowing it to come. Well, you have to be very intuitive and very much in touch with 
energy and sensations in order to be able to yeah guide a session like that i guess it's you have to be very humble mm -hmm. i think it's more than intuition requires a lot of humility you know when you when you have to step away from the process and it's also with kundalini and it's also with family constellations and also with creative writing like the more you step out from the process the more that the field can give you the information the more the so you know what it's not evident can come to the light and that's that's when healing happens okay. so i think it's really more than intuition it's getting out of the way oh, beautiful <laughs> and how would you give me a bit more clarity in how you integrate family constellations in the whole equation yes uh, well um, this system that i have created called inner reset so it's a four-day program or it can be a one-week program or we can do one-on-one -on -one sessions But what I do is we work through different aspects. Like with craniosacral, we will work from the body. With Kundalini, as you experience, we will work more with pranayama, mantra, movement. And with family constellations, we want to figure out how you created those patterns. Like what's keeping you from being you. And many times it comes from a grandmother or a grandfather, or your whole, you know, we are Mexicans, for mm -hmm. example. So we have a certain kind of system that even though we are here in Mallorca, kind of it's still there if we don't work on it. You know, the way you, the way you present yourself as a woman, the way you relate to men, which are your expectations in marriage, things like that, that are very rooted in your culture or lineage. Yes. You kind of figure them out through family constellations. But again, it's the same. It's like trying to go to the subconscious part of the family, of the system. Wow, that sounds deep and powerful. Yeah. <laughs> wow, and now that you are a deeply connected woman with so much knowledge and so much to give, uh, would you also give us a bit of insights into your relationship to crystals? Do you ever use crystals in your practice or what is your experience with it? Yeah, you know, I have really very deep respect for, for crystals in the sense of I really believe they're teachers. Like if you get to feel and listen to crystals, they, they are teachers. They are kind of angels, right? They manifest them their energies in a very peculiar way. So again, I would say my relationship to crystals is pretty much what I do with the body. Like I don't try to, like I don't come, oh, I'm going to use purple because now it's purple what it's needed. No, it's mm -hmm. the opposite for me. It's like, tell me what I need. So I just kind of listen to the crystal or listen to the energy and then I just follow that. I, I think information, it's always there. And, you know, with crystals, it's like they have their own kind of code of information and you just have to, again, be of service and then listen to what it's needed and then just use them. But I have very a deep respect for crystals. I think they're teachers and magicians. Yes, 100%. And I completely agree with what you just said about um, letting the crystal, in a way, manifest the message that they want to convey. Because 
many people sometimes come to us and they say, oh, what is this crystal for? Or I need something for love or which one? So for me, it's a bit, um, yeah, sometimes uh, if they really, really want me to tell them, I would go by the book, but it's always nice to connect with yourself and really uh, listen to what needs to be heard because it's different for every single person. And I also don't believe that each crystal is for a particular topic, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's what needs to be heard, right? Yeah, I love that you think the same way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're intuitive, very intuitive too, I'm certain. Thank Absolutely. you, Marianne. And I'm so excited because we're going to be having a beautiful and amazing workshop session with you on June 23rd at the Starseeds Farm uh, for the NAM experience. You will be offering uh, your beautiful light there. Uh, what can we expect from that day? Well, I'm very excited to go there too because I know you, you're going to have like a whole full program. So that makes it very easy for me to go with all this kind of, you know, deep kind of work on exactly like releasing and... I will have to feel the, the, the group, you know, yes, I would love exactly. to go there and feel the group. And my teacher used to say um, how many Kriyas you need to know, all of them, and how many Kriyas you need to know when you're in front of the group, none. What it means is like you have to know all the Kriyas, but then when you get into the group, you have to really listen to what's going on there to be of service and and again not impose your idea of what it's needed because you it's as, as we were saying with craniosacral or with crystals it's really listening let's say the group is a crystal right now you're going to listen to what what what's what's the energy in the group so then you can be of service and elevate whatever it's there to Whoa. to be elevated yes, so I'm we'll so, see so excited and would you, uh, to, in a way, slowly finalize our beautiful conversation, would you tell us how to find you here in Mallorca? How do we reach to you? Uh, how can we be in touch uh, and pick your brain, in a sense, and get inspired by your beautiful glitter? Sure, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for those words. I'm... Well, I have created this brand called Sadhana Works that now has the School of Consciousness here in the center of Palma, Calle San Felio. It's right in the heart of Palma de Mallorca, so I'm always here. This is where I do my craniosacral sessions and my healing sessions and my Kundalini yoga classes every day. And the aim of this brand is to really become a platform for consciousness, meditation, healing here in the island. So you can always find me through Sadhana Works in Instagram. I'm the one who's answering all the messages. Sometimes, as you notice, took me some time, but I do it <laughs> myself. Also in Instagram, Mariana Harprit. So I put my, my, my name and my spiritual name that it's Harprit. Mm, yeah, means, if you wanted to tell us why, yeah? Yeah, Harprit means the one that loves the guru with all her heart or the one that loves that, that brings people from darkness to light with all her heart. So. That must be such a huge commitment because right now when I enter in your studio, actually one of the thoughts that came to me is, I mean, you must have had some really higher force behind you to keep up with the responsibility as well to to hold such space 
right? Mm. What is your secret? Tell me. <laughs> well, I think my secret is in the name of my brand. That is Sadhana Works. Sadhana means the practice you do every day with yourself. Like wake up in the morning and start your day by meditating and praying. And so it works like your sadhana, your practice works. works. But I also believe it's devotion mm -hmm. and passion for what I do and just wanting to serve and be of service to this planet right now. Thank you so much. That warms so much my heart. And I'm so, so glad to be in your presence and to be in your field. And I can't wait to keep learning from you and to have you more often at the farm. So everybody who is listening and would like to have a session with Mariana at the Starseeds Farm in the Crystal Room, we can definitely make that happen. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm really looking forward to keep to keep co-creating, co-creating mm -hmm. co many, many, yes. many days together. Awesome. Thank you so much, Marianne. Then we're going to say goodbye. Do you want to give one little, your favorite quote, maybe your nice little message for everybody to be inspired to, to practice their sadhana every day? Yeah. Well, I think it's a pretty cliche kind of uh, <laughs> phrase, but I think it's really what, what's, what it's needed. It's become what you want to see in the world, right? Become that that you want to see in the world. Yes. So. Let's do this, everybody. Let's become this beautiful projection that we want to see in the world. And thank you and have a wonderful day. Thank <laughs> you.